This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I asked my guest today, Cliff Bakey, if he had plans when he retired. Well, we did and we didn't. In 2000, I was eligible to retire. That is eligible in the sense that I had the right age for the various retirement package qualifications. But I hadn't planned to retire in 2000. I was 60 then. Except Ruth's dad died and left her the house in New York. And it was in terrible, terrible shape, falling down. But it's an historic house. It was built in 1730. And we decided that the only way we could save the house would be to go back and fix it up. So even though I hadn't planned to retire quite that early since I was eligible and now there was a plan all of a sudden dropped in our laps, um, I retired. And we went back to New York to work on the house. But... If it hadn't been for that, I probably would have gone on, oh, you know, at least another, I don't know, five years or so before I would have thought about it again. We had, I mean, we had, of course, paid attention in terms of knowing what we were, that we were putting money away for retirement income and things like that. We'd certainly done that kind of planning, but we hadn't, um, we hadn't ever really sat down and said, okay, so the end of the year we're going to retire and here's what we're going to start doing. Mm-hmm. We never Did- quite got to that due to the surprise that came along faster. We went back to New York and Ruth actually continued working through various circumstances. She became the acting library director in the little town in New York where the house is located. So she did keep working. But while she worked at the library, I worked on the house pretty much full-time for several years. So you planned on relocating in New York? We didn't ultimately. We, we went back thinking we would fix the house up and live in it, and it would be our retirement house. But for a number of different reasons, including we made the mistake of coming back and visiting Bellingham, several years later and sort of looked around and said, you know, this is home. (laughs) Once we'd gotten the house to a certain level in New York, it was, it really wasn't the place turned out that we wanted to be in retirement. It, It was a combination of a lot of friends and draw back in Bellingham. And for Ruth, being back in New York where she'd grown up and in the house she grew up in was kind of a time warp because some people had stayed there and grown up along the way while we'd been gone. So she went back and there was kind of a gap between what it was like to be in high school living there and then not there for a long time and then all of a sudden you're back. And it, it was kind of a strange time variation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so between the draw here and the fact that that didn't turn out to be quite what we wanted, we ended up back here in in Bellingham. It was a little more complicated than that, but I don't know that the people that you're going to make comments for need to hear all the rest of the history. We spent <laughs> a year in Albuquerque, and we, 
we did various other things, including we thought at one point that we would go back and forth between Bellingham and New York and spend part of the year each place. That didn't work out either. <laughs> so. And and the year in Albuquerque, was that a test just to see if you liked that area? Yes, pretty much. Um, we had a good friend from here in Bellingham who'd moved there, and we were visiting, and we thought it might be interesting to see whether or not the Southwest was a good retirement place for us. So we did spend a year there. We learned a huge amount about the history and culture, especially of the Native Americans in that area, and, of course, the early Spanish explorations. But it wasn't the place for us. It's too hot in the summer. It's too dry, and we like to see water. Rio Grande goes through the middle of Albuquerque, but you can wade across it most of the year. It's not exactly Bellingham Bay. Part of the reason for experimenting with Albuquerque was our daughter was in Durango, Colorado, which is right across the border from New Mexico there. But then she moved further away, so Albuquerque wasn't as close to her anymore. That was an interesting experiment, and I mean, we certainly would encourage other people retiring to do a little experimenting. Nothing's irrevocable, as we learn. We experimented two places before finally settling on retirement in Bellingham. So, Cliff, do you find that you get around locally and traveling-wise about as much now and in the same way as you did before you retired? Yes, we're, we're definitely both getting around locally here. We still do pretty much as much as we ever did. And as you can tell from our history, we've gotten around the country as well. So, And now our kids, we have one in Massachusetts and one still in Colorado, and we go to visit them periodically. So locally and more further afield, we have not found getting around to be a problem at all. At all. And do you travel with the car or airplane or RV or what? Uh, the car whenever we can. Uh, and all the time we were doing Albuquerque and New York and Bellingham kind of in combination, we did all of that driving. But now when we go to Massachusetts, we usually fly. And if it's winter time, when we're not sure of the passes, we fly to Colorado too. But the rest of the year, we drive to Colorado. Last year we were there five times, and four of them were driving expeditions. Wow. We just have a a Subaru Outback station wagon. We don't have an RV or anything. We don't really like RVs. Do you camp then, or do you stay in no, motels? Or? We stop in motels. We usually have the dog with us, mm. and we know all the motels between here and Colorado that accept dogs. So dog walking is probably one of the ways you exercise a great deal. Do you, put, do you exercise on a regular basis? Absolutely. We do have pretty much of a routine. Um, we do a dog walk every single day. It can be anything from half an hour to a couple of hours, depending on circumstances and weather and other things. But we definitely do a dog walk every day. Ruth goes to exercise classes three times a week, and while she's there, I go for a run jog. So I do try and do that at least three times a week. So we um, definitely keep up exercises. 
One problem some people that are retired uh, have to deal with is a feeling of guilt as far as not being a productive member of society. Has that ever crossed your mind, or is that something that bothers you a great deal in retirement? The reason I say no for us is because we've continued to be productive members of the community. Um, Ruth volunteers up at the Center for Pacific Northwest Studies at Western, and she's on the board of the Whatcom County Library Foundation, and I'm on the board of the Whatcom Literacy Council and have served both as president and currently as treasurer of that board. So, and, and we, you know, support, we have membership at the museum and places, others around town. So we've tried to continue to be very much a part of the community. But I can see where if you retired and you cut yourself off from any kind of community retirement activities, I guess you could at some point feel, you know, you weren't supporting your local community. But it sure doesn't have to be the case. There's a world of volunteer. So it sounds like socializing hasn't been a problem for you at all. No, yeah. not at all. Um when we have lots of friends, even when we were back in New York where we didn't have the the long-term Bellingham friends, we were very much a part of the community. We socialized with people. Uh, we were members of the local historic society and things like that. So oh. we've always maintained community contacts and social contacts and kept up with friends and family. And people ask us, some, it's always interesting. We People say, well, you know, what do you do to keep busy in retirement? And we say, oh, well, I don't know. Somehow the days get filled up and you don't really think about it. <laughs> and then you do something like this interview and you start thinking, well, in fact, we do this and this and this. And it fills up the time very much. And, you know, on top of everything else, I love to do house projects. So I've done various besides the big project of the New York house that we restored, but every house we've lived in, I've always done little projects and so on. And in the house we're in now, we took up all the wall-to-wall -wall carpeting on the first floor and the old vinyl from the kitchen. And turned out we have gorgeous fur floors in the house, and so we refinished them. And So how would you finish this sentence? The key to retirement is keeping active, busy. And if you were going to finish this sentence, what I really like about retirement is the total flexibility, the freedom away from a work schedule. I mean, we still have scheduled events, but you have a lot more flexibility, and we really like that. We want to go see the kids. You pick up and go. You don't have to talk to your boss about whether it's vacation time and stuff, you know. <laughs> It's great. In summation, you consider retirement a good thing. It has indeed. We recommend it to anybody who we come across. My guest has been Cliff Bakey, happily retired on the shores of Bellingham Bay. If you have a story that you think our listeners might be interested in, please contact Dell at retirementtalk.org. Please include a phone number or a Skype name or number that I can contact you on. This is Retirement Talk.